0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Jcast Network. I'm your host, Aaron Herman. What does it mean to bend a spoon or to predict what your friend is thinking? We have the opportunity to meet Ehud Sagev, the mentalizer, and hear more about his unique talents. Let's take a closer look. Okay, okay. No hands in the air. No hands
1: in the Let me show you my girlfriend's favorite pose. It goes like this with the finger. it's facing up in a second, you don't understand why. give me your left hand. Okay, like this, go well, like this with your fingers. Let you make this spoon go straight again. Now just feel like this. and watch this. Put it down here, and you hold your fingers on top of my fingers here. and you'll see why. So I won't be able to move my fingers. You don't have to push it, just feel not like around like my fingers. Are you ready, Mickey? you see your signature? Watch this. I'm moving my hand in a circular motion. You might feel energies. And you'll see how very slowly something is starting to happen to this spoon. It's turning around, you can see it, right, Ricky? But are we moving our hands? Not at all, right? But you can actually see that this spoon is turning around, right? I want you to actually see. Guys, can you see that the top part of this spoon is actually spinning? Can you see it, guys? Very slowly, without any comments, thank you so much. But this actually... Here, let me read it out so we can all see. We are very lucky. Do you see these guys? Okay, it's hard to see, to see. Thank you guys. Is this your signature in the front? And is this J signature in the back? And where is the back now? In the front, right? So this one just completed a full circle, ladies and gentlemen. So, tell us a little bit about how you got into the business. Okay, uh, so I actually uh, got the book yesterday, and I was reading it really fast so I can learn all the tricks and secrets. I'm just kidding. I actually got into it when I was really young. I was a little boy. Uh, I was maybe 11 or 12 when I went to the library in my home village of Rosh Pina, in the upper Galilee in Israel. And I went to the library and I took all the books that had to do with spirituality, and all these like seances and things that are really you know out of this world and i went and i was a little boy grabbing all these books going out and the librarian stopped me and she said listen little boy you can't read these books she was really scared and she said if you want to read these books you have to give me some kind of a confirmation from your parents that they allow you to read these books you're a little boy you know why are you reading about spirits and about you know and that's what i did i had to sign uh, my parents on a form that actually confirmed that they said he's allowed to read whatever he wants and then I started doing all these small shows and little kids birthday parties and I did all this weird and cool stuff and it went on like a ball of snow getting bigger and bigger and soon enough I went I moved to New York City you know, started doing my off-Broadway show in Times Square then I started appearing on TV all over the world and, and now I'm here and I'm, I'm traveling the world. It's a wonderful experience for me. I get to see beautiful places and I get to perform for amazing people everywhere in Mexico, right here, or in India, or Europe, or Israel, or everywhere I want. What's the hardest part of your job? Actually, it is the flying because I fly a lot. <laughs> so I really, I carry my pillow with me and that's the hardest part of because being on stage and working with the, the audience is an amazing experience. And that's, that's the best part of the job. So the hardest part is getting to the show because if I have a show today in India and a couple of days later in Mexico, that's a lot of flights to do. And then I have to fly to Macau in China, in Hong Kong and from there through Turkey to go to Israel, it's crazy. And, you know, when, when you think of magic,
0: I, I wouldn't consider this
1: magic. It would, it's more, I, I don't how do you describe it? You know what? It's the biggest question everybody asks. But what I call it is, it's magic, but it's magic for the mind. Because I won't make a handkerchief disappear, but I will make a thought disappear from your mind. And I would make people think that they see something when, in fact, they don't really see it. And I create all these virtual realities, and I make people be somewhere which is beyond impossible, you know? And you know, what what would you say to people who are looking to go into this business? I say, Hey, welcome. We have tons of you guys out there and we have a lot of great people and that's how we get a lot of inspiration from new guys coming in and giving us new concepts and you know and you know, donating to this field of mentalism and all this art. So you're very welcome and you better start learning and studying and take all the books you can about everything and start building a show. And you were you were born SFT
0: and how did Svat, or like people say, you know, that's where Kabbalah started,
1: and how does it play into your life? It plays a lot, because I studied Kabbalah a lot. I studied Kabbalah in Israel, in Svat, I moved to New York, I studied it in Brooklyn, in Manhattan, and I really, I. I a lot of energies into learning all the stories and all the beautiful aspects of kabbalah and i tried to integrate that into my show and when i was doing that half-broadway show on 42nd street i was really taking stories from kabbalah and i was putting it into routines in my show itself which had people leaving the theater not just saying wow what a great show we saw or like you say like you said before hey we saw a great magic show no they say we saw something beyond i mean we left the theater Feeling like we learned something, you know, not just another show, but something extra. Yeah, and uh, you know, when when you do audience participation, you you
0: never know what's going to happen. You never know, like you know, even when you were doing the thing with the uh, reading the person's mind, and and even the way that you had literally the cars looked the same.
1: I mean, how do you prepare for that? You know what? I can't prepare for it. I can't. I come to the show. I know I'm gonna be, let me tell you even something else. When someone calls me, a an, uh, client, and he says, Listen, how many people are you doing the show? So I always say, 101. He's like, What? I'm like, Yeah, it's me and another people in the audience because they're all becoming a part of the show. I can never know. It's always a big surprise for me even because I come to the show and I know it's gonna be a different show every night because every night you have different people building different routines, building different stories, and I'm a part of it. And that's what makes it so much fun and not boring, because doing a 9-to-5 job would be boring, but for me to come doing a show that I never know how it's going to end, and as you've seen tonight, every night it ends with a different story. It's a lot of fun.
0: As you can see, Ayo Saga is truly a remarkable man who has unique talents. This is Arnold Herman, and thank you for watching.